0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat.
2: Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now, for the first time in 2023. <laughs> Happy
1: New Year's! Just kidding, it's New Year. Everybody knows that. Do they? (laughs) I don't (laughs) think they they do. I don't think they do. I don't. I. I, How many times I see like this is the New Year's party? I'm like, oh, how many years did you celebrate this time? (laughs) Well, maybe you did. Maybe you celebrated 2022 and 2023. And if that's the case, then it was a Happy New Year's party. But it is New Year. There's only one New. There's only one year. We're in one year at a time. That's usually how it works. Usually. Unless there's like some form of parallel dimension that I'm not aware of. <laughs> it's New Year.
2: Is that your New Year's pet peeve?
1: No, I have two pet peeves, actually. Okay. That's one.
2: We're going to do some uh, updates first, and then we're going to circle back, and we're going to talk about New Year's, because there's a mm. couple of things about New Year's this year that were a little bit different. First off, updates. I, um... Uh, I posted a picture briefly on New Year's Eve of my girlfriend and I.
1: Oh, sweet. And it was- For everybody to see? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it, you do the old close friends thing, don't you? I, I do. get to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a close friend, suckers.
2: So I posted this picture and it was her and I in front of a Christmas tree. And mm-hmm. It was on New Year's Eve. Beautiful. And And it was just the typical- couple in front of a tree picture, right? And she had her hand on my, I think it was on my chest or on my, my tummy or whatever. And and I thought, oh, you know what? That looks like the atypical engagement picture. And then I left people on a bit of a cliffhanger before the holidays that I was going to Raffi. Yes, you did. So some people- drew a comparison there and thought, oh, it's the engagement photo.
1: I think you drew the comparison without finishing the sentence, but all right. So what I did
2: was <laughs> I thought, oh, you know don't be hilarious. I'm going to take uh, a, like a, a gif or something and I'm going to put it over her hand so that you can see the picture and it looks like an engagement photo, but you won't actually oh, be able to see if she's wearing a ring. You tease. cat. I had to take it down. Really? I, I got bombarded. Absolutely leveled with people going, OMG, congratulations, and things like that. And I thought, I am so fucking hungover that I do not want to <laughs> deal with this right now. So I actually took it down because I thought, I'm not making more work for myself over the holidays. So the simple question or answer uh-huh. is no, we are not engaged, but, but- we did have a wonderful holiday. And and the future is the future, and only I know Great. What's, what happens blah, next. Blah,
1: blah, blah. What did you get at Raffy's?
2: I, I just looked.
1: That's it? I just looked. Looked for rings?
2: I looked at a lot of things. You glanced
1: at the whole place.
2: They have a Rolex room there.
1: I know they do. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's and beautiful.
2: I can't afford a Rolex. Nope, not even close. But it's nice to look sometimes. So I was there and I was uh-huh. talking to the staff and uh-huh. they're great. It's the flagship store uh-huh. in Cambridge and I did not uh, leave with anything.
1: How did your girlfriend feel about this, by the way? Okay. So- How did your girlfriend feel about the whole thing? Like people teasing you about it, you saying you went to Raffi, but you didn't actually buy a ring, you posting a photo, making it seem like it. Does she just think it's funny? haha? Or do you think she's like, oh, very funny, Scott. Thanks for not giving me a ring.
2: Uh, Okay. So probably a bit of both. I mean, if she (laughs) were here, she might have a different answer, Right. but we, we have certainly talked about our future and, and we kind of have an idea of where this is going. But I, I'm also trying to be conscious of the fact that she's a professional person with a professional job. And sometimes she doesn't want to get sucked down the the Mm -hmm. podcast radio rabbit hole into pop culture hysteria. I know. So I try to, to take into account that, that there's the real person there with real feelings. And, and I am trying to not involve her too, too much. Now, as far as me letting on that, I went shopping. I didn't even tell her I was going there, but I actually did go there. And she asked me afterwards. She's like, um, It's kind of a weird way to find out that you went to ring shopping. Well, and I never said ring shopping. (laughs) I just said I was going shopping at one of our sponsors. And and I shopped at a lot of our sponsors (laughs) over the holidays. And no, I did not get a ring. So there is no engagement there. The second update is I'm letting you all know that you may hear a different Scott this month. Because I decided on New Year's Day at about 8 a.m., when even my nightlight was too bright, that I'm going to detox for the month of January. I will not be drinking any alcohol, and I will not mm-hmm. be eating any charcuterie for the rest of the month. <laughs> I need to get all that shit <laughs> From the holidays out of my That's system. That's
1: my favorite thing to eat.
2: If it's got scotch Ooh. or red wine or sliced salami or Merlot cheese, I don't want it until at least February.
1: So I'm going to do dry Jan too. This is good. We're in this together. That's oh, cool. fantastic. Yeah, We can
2: talk each other through it.
1: Uh, do edibles count? No. Good question. Okay, because this is my one thing is uh, no problem with the alcohol. Because I... I had too much to drink over there. You know what it means. You go here and then you have a glass, and you go there, you have a, oh, you meet at a restaurant, you have a glass, a beer, whatever. I definitely am fine with the detox. I have no problem there. But my question is, can I still pop it old Eddie there? Well.
2: I'm it gonna say, count, does it? I, no, it doesn't count. Okay. I'm gonna say that for the medicinal benefits of cannabis, that sure you can keep doing it. I'll be honest with you. I I was really only drinking when I went over to see somebody or when somebody came over to Me my too, place. Me too, but I feel
1: like that was nonstop over the holidays. I was somewhere every day.
2: Me too, and it became a lot. But I really did just sort of like my nice casual chill time during the day. And as it turns out, you can uh, you can just light up a blaster or take an edible if you want, and and it's a real good hangover cure. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying. I'm I'm off the the edibles or anything like okay. that, but because uh, I'm doing it, there's no booze <laughs> in, going in this guy for, no. for quite a while. And and I'm, I was half kidding about the charcuterie, but everywhere I went this year, it seems like the entire world got a new charcuterie board that they yeah. wanted to show off.
1: I know I was fine with that, though. I'm a, like your give husband's me all the half cheese.
2: responsible for that.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> give me all the cheese, though. I'm good with it. Give me them nibblies. I loved that. But yeah, I I agree with you on the old alcohol cleanse. I'm good with it.
2: So let's get caught up before we get to. The Buffalo Bills and Jeremy Renner and the Royals. I want to talk about them because I watched that travesty over the holidays. Mm. And frankly, I want my I six hours you. back.
1: I could have told you not to. It
2: was true. I could have told you
1: not to. I was looking forward to it and I would have still told you not to.
2: It was uh, It was not good. But before we get to that, let's just get caught up on the holidays. The podcast is where we can tell you a little bit more about what goes on that we don't normally do on the radio. So what did the holidays look like for you and did you have fun?
1: I had I had a great time. Yes, I had, had a lovely um what was it like a week and a half or whatever since we've been uh, on here it's it was great i celebrated christmas with um yeah with my family uh, christmas at my parents house which was lovely my girls had such a great christmas they were spoiled rotten uh christmas morning was great uh got to see pretty much all of my family um and then taking us to new year's eve i was the designated driver for new year's eve wow have you ever done that <clears throat> yeah i maybe Maybe you honestly I, do, I don't I'm not a big New Year's Eve person like I don't care I really don't I don't care if I stay up to midnight or not I don't care where I go or what I do I like a chill New Year's Eve now right but um, my brother and um, and his wife and my sister-in-law invited us over so I was like okay cool we'll do that and I really enjoyed watching people get sloshed it was fun wow yeah wow.
2: I, I did the DD on New Year's Eve, I think it was two or three years ago, and the reason I did it is because I am shit scared of impaired driving, and I don't want to even think that my kids might take a chance, so I decided I will not party on New Year's Eve to drive my kids around. Now, as it turns out, this year, they beat me to the punch, they had everything arranged, they were going where they were going, cars were staying home, and right. I had the keys, good. so that made me feel good. So it was uh, a brother-in-law visit this year? And uh, okay. It's fun to go over to somebody else's house and and drink their booze. After you've entertained yeah. a lot over the holidays, watching somebody else scramble is
1: great. My uh, my sister-in-law, you know you know Leanne. Yeah, she was making cocktails her. galore and it was hilarious. At one point everybody had 3 cocktails. And again, I'm sitting there going <laughs> just watching it unfold.
2: Mhm. And did you learn anything? Um Is it more fun with booze or is it more fun to watch?
1: No, you know what? Either way, I want to go to bed before midnight. Like that doesn't really change the outcome for me. So I was good with not having anything.
2: I, uh, we, we bailed. I sent out a tweet on New Year's Eve and I was very serious. I said, it's almost 11 o'clock. If you want to get out of there
1: before midnight, you've got to bail
2: now Now? or you're stuck.
1: Okay. That's kind of when I left. That. I left around 11. I didn't stay till midnight.
2: That's when I was getting in the car. I sent that tweet and I was laughing to myself as I did it. Like, ha ha, I'm pulling that move. I'm just going to duck out, not say goodbye to anybody. We're gone. I was home in time mm-hmm. and I thought, I'm going to sit here on my couch. I'm going to drink a nice bottle of wine and I'm going to watch Ryan Seacrest on Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve. And while Seacrest is great, always has been, he's my boy, he's awesome but goddamn, it is amazing how much things have changed. I don't know who most of those people were that performed on that special. I was watching, and even when I flipped around from... CNN to ABC to wherever I didn't know most of the people that were performing this year turns out the only way to see any actual stars on New Year's Eve was to go into the goddamn metaverse and I don't even know how to get there
1: (laughs) and they weren't even actually there there I think I think that's all pre-done stuff I'm not sure how that worked
2: Cardi B was performing Shaq was hosting and I'm thinking dog
1: I I think was performing too
2: I, I don't know where this is or why everyone's so excited about it but whatever was on TV was really just a bunch of YouTube stars.
1: So, and you know what's interesting about that? You're too old to know who the YouTube stars are. Much Same, same with me. I don't know who the, those YouTube stars are that become musicians, right? But the, I don't even but, know what a YouTube star is. Yeah, well, YouTubers make a lot of money. There's a lot of YouTubers that'll perform and stuff like that. They have a band and stuff. Maybe they haven't made radio airplay yet. It's possible they could one day. Maybe they're on Spotify. Maybe they're more popular on Apple Music, whatever it is. They have their own thing and they make good money, actually. There's a lot of them who do once you get up to that point. So there's those people and a younger demographic knows them. But the odd thing to me is when that happens and then they put it on TV where the younger demographic are not watching. So that's where there's like a a there's a weird situation happening now where it's like not a lot of young people are watching it, but they're putting it there. But the young people know who they are. But it's, do young people
2: watch TV? They just watch YouTube, that's what I mean. don't they?
1: That's what I mean. They're putting it on TV, which is an odd place to put it because they're not watching it now. Maybe it was on in the background, and they saw it, and they you know at the background of their parents' TV while they were hanging out. I don't know, but it is a, an interesting time. I assume, if anything, most of them would stream it somewhere, and that's how they saw it. Yeah.
2: I guess. I'm not sure. If if they air it on television for the specific per point of recording it to put it on YouTube, that sounds a little strange to me. But either way, we're here. It is 2023. Uh, the other update I wanted to do is many people were asking me about my daughter because you knew that I was real worried about her yeah, getting in. that's right. And as it turns out, no. Her Air Canada flight from Kelowna canceled. Boo. Then I had to scramble to book her on a swoop flight, which fortunately I was able to get her here on Boxing Day. But a couple of things. Number one, Air Canada has been so chaotic that she still has not been able to log in and get a refund for the reservation for the Air Canada flight that was canceled. They texted her at four o'clock in the morning the day of her flight, Christmas Eve, 4 a.m., and said, your flight's been canceled, but we're actively working to find you a new flight. Today is the 3rd of January, and they still haven't found her a flight. Oh, wow. Not one follow-up. Still can't get my refund. That's frustrating, but thank God I'm not in the Caribbean with Sunwing right now. The other thing is when she did finally get in, I was worried because of uh, the Sunwing and WestJet and Air Canada debacle with the luggage at the airport. I was worried she wasn't going to get her bags, and mm-hmm. there were presents for me in there. So I really wanted <laughs> the, the bag to arrive. However, um, her bag did come. Yeah. Within an hour. She had to wait an hour for her bag. And then another hour. That's
1: still a long time. Like, oh, think about that. An long. hour sitting there waiting for your bag is stupid.
2: It's a domestic flight. Like, honest to God, yeah. figure it yeah, out. Yeah, figure it out. Pearson, this is getting stupid now. You can't possibly tell me that the entire country has to grind to a halt and become a worldwide headline. Every time there's a slight uptick in the number of travelers. It shouldn't happen like this. Well, not only did it take an hour for her to get her bag, it then took almost an extra hour to get out of there because Mm -hmm. the lineup to pick people up at the airport went from the arrivals area all the way back to to the 427. No. From the highway to arrivals. It was an hour to get a car through
1: there. I was what see, and that that makes sense because people were waiting and waiting and waiting too long, and yep. then it piles on and piles on, and next thing you know, I, I, I know we've talked about this before, but I hate Pearson. Mm-hmm. I just can't stand that place. We
2: gotta, we need a new airport. <sighs> we need a b- bigger, better, more uh, efficient airport, and we have them. I just don't know why we haven't expanded and opened our minds a little bit. Just because you live in, I don't know, uh, Markham and Pearson's closest. Is it really the closest when you factor in all the screwing around or could you have just no. gone to Hamilton and walked right onto your flight with no issues or I, to Kitchener-Waterloo?
1: That's true. I also don't want to make those places busier, though. We know it's going to happen. We know with more flights added and expansions, especially in KW. Is Hamilton doing any expansions anytime soon?
2: I don't know, but KW has got three full terminals going huge, in. Huge,
1: huge, yeah. So that's go- it's going to bring in more people and that is that. So I like that it's quiet right now, though. That's what I like about that, those airports. I'm going to use it. At, at some point this year, I'm going to... Use the airport close to me. I just can't stand Pearson, though. It's the worst. Well, I'm glad. So you saw her eventually. We saw your daughter on what, Boxing Day then?
2: Boxing Day, she got in. And that was time with her mom. And I got to see her the next day. Okay. So we missed Christmas dinner, but it could have been a lot worse. And she'll be here for another couple of days. And then she goes back. I, um... I was shaken up last night. I'll admit it. I was pumped because I, for those who don't know, am a huge Buffalo Bills fan. And I got a lot of great Bills stuff for Christmas. I got jerseys and hoodies and mugs and so much more. It was awesome. And last night, I was so excited because I think Buffalo versus Cincinnati is the Monday night football game of the year. It was the last Monday night game of the season.
1: And that's an important one in the football world, right? In the NFL world. Right. I mean,
2: right now, Kansas City is on top, but only because they had a game in hand on Buffalo. So if Buffalo won last night, they go back up to first place in the AFC in a position where they get a bye through the first round of the playoffs. However, if Buffalo lost to Cincinnati, Buffalo would go from first to third, Kansas City I think would be in first, maybe even Cincinnati. It was very, very tight. The game has huge playoff implications, and I was excited for it because I love my team and I love my quarterback. Josh Allen's the best, and I thought this was going to be great. few minutes into the first quarter is when just an awful, awful situation happened. So for those who are maybe watching the Team Canada game at the World Junior Hockey Championships, I know there was a lot of people wondering, what the hell is going on on Twitter here? You're just trying to watch a hockey game and you assume everybody else is into it because it's in overtime, but everybody's talking about a football game. Let's go back to last night because the videos have already started being scrubbed from social media. Really?
0: This is where Joe Burrow is so good. And now another Bills player is down. Damar Hamlin is the one who was in on that stop on T. Higgins. And then he got up and just went right back down to the ground. Well, you can see that the ambulance is out there on the field, and they are intensely working on DeMar Hamlin. The entire Bills team is out on the field right now. Several players are down on their knees. Other players are holding hands, praying. You can just see the worried looks uh, on their faces. We've
2: seen in sports before when somebody goes down, and if it's a serious injury, the game obviously has to be paused. It seems like usually they'll take the players back to the dressing room while the medical staff does what they do, but the Bills were not having it. They were surrounding their boy, and it would have been traumatic as hell to watch one of your best friends, your line mates, your teammate, your Mm -hmm. friend, your brother in a lot of ways... Basically dead on the field. He was in cardiac arrest. He needed assistance breathing, and they were doing CPR on him on the field. I don't know if this part is true, but reports say that when the ambulance was brought out onto the field, they used an AED on him. They they did everything they could to stabilize him so that they could get him to the hospital as quickly as possible. And while that was going on, they had team officials going through the stands trying to find... Uh, His family so that mom could accompany him to the hospital and when you see these big football players on TV, they seem pretty invincible. But at the end of the day, this is a 24 year old young man who went through a horrific situation last night in front of a national television audience. And in front of his teammates. And I just can't imagine something more sad than what happened Mm -hmm. last night.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely heartbreaking. I was watching. um, I wasn't watching the Bills game. I don't usually watch football. um, But my husband kind of was flipping back and forth between what we were watching, which was a hockey game and and flipped to that. And that's when I went, oh, my gosh, it's just so sad and so young, too. Um, We're we're hoping for the best, Um, thinking all the the best thoughts that we can. But uh, man, what a scary situation for everyone.
0: Here's the statement. Tonight's Buffalo Bills-Cincinnati Bengals game has been postponed after Buffalo Bills' DeMar Hamlin collapsed. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell announced Hamlin received immediate medical attention on the field by team and independent medical staff and local paramedics. He was then transported to a local hospital where he is in critical condition. Our thoughts are with DeMar and the Buffalo Bills. We will provide more information as it becomes available. The NFL has been in constant communication with the NFL Players Association, which is in agreement with postponing this game. Yeah. And it shouldn't even have been a question. It took no, them I'm
1: kidding. I can't believe it was a question, but I guess that's part of their protocol.
2: Well, I mean, when there's a, an injury on the field, especially one that's a prolonged injury, I mean he was out there for like 20 minutes oh. on the turf as they were trying they were doing active CPR on the guy on the mm-hmm. field. I've never seen that before. but there was a, a report that the players were told we'll resume the game. In five minutes, take five minutes to restretch and rewarm up and then we'll get back to it. And good on the the head coaches from Cincinnati and Buffalo who met each other on the field and said, there's not a fucking chance. We're sending our guys back out there on the field to compete after they just witnessed what they saw Mm -hmm. for the NFL to even think that that was okay Just goes to show that they're really, really not that concerned with player safety. And if they didn't. Want the game to continue? It should have never got to a point where the referees gave a five-minute warning. I know the referees were just doing their job. But let's be human here. I mean, I know it's a game, and I know it's an important one, and Monday Night Football is an institution on television, but there has to be some humanity here. And this guy, was he was in cardiac arrest minutes before, and you wanted them to go out and play five minutes later? It's horrible that that was even a consideration. As soon as that happened, I tweeted it. NFL you better not let this game continue not tonight and and it's amazing that it took an hour after that and calls from almost everyone in the league saying suspend the game before they finally suspended the game it's really sad really bad I know that there's some people out there who are trying to use this as an opportunity to link vaccines to what happened to this kid and it's it's gross it's not the right time. We don't know what happened. The guy is still in critical condition, sedated and intubated. It doesn't matter what caused this right now. It matters that this guy pulls through and makes a full recovery. That should be 100% of everyone's focus. Once that's done, then you can circle back and ask questions. But right now, this is a matter of humanity. It's about a family. It's about teammates and just not the time or the place to be go in places like that right now
1: those vaccine um you know died suddenly it's the vaccine for sure uh people uh by the way n- they need to just stop i can't believe how many i saw even with the headline headlines alone people don't even read fully when twitch died for example headlines would said just said twitch dead people were commenting oh died suddenly vaccine like you fucking idiot why don't you read the article he he killed himself but the, those people need to stop doing that. And especially, as you said, like, we don't know what happened here. You don't know the full story. There's people who just do it automatically. Those people have to stop way too soon. I don't care if that's a family member to you or whatever, or if you care or not about that person. Just chill out.
2: What happened with the Jeremy Renner story, and why are they so hesitant to give out information? Because initially, it was reports that Jeremy Renner, he was Hawkeye, right, in the Avengers? Yeah. Reports that he was in Lake Tahoe at his place, and they just had an epic snowfall. It was he alone involved in an incident, snow plowing, and it required him to be airlifted to hospital in critical condition. Well, now I'm hearing all kinds of different things. Like, it wasn't completely alone because his neighbor happened to be a doctor. Thank God. I'd love to live next to a doctor.
1: Yeah, that sounds good.
2: You know, I mean, all the shit that I do wrong (laughs) in a day. He lost a lot of blood and the doctor apparently ran over and tied a tourniquet around his leg, was
1: it? Correct, yeah.
2: Yeah. Did he fall out of a snow plow and run himself so, over? Or well, what yeah. was
1: this? We this are these are the parts that still need to be investigated and are being investigated. In fact, they towed the snow cat. If anyone's familiar with a snow cat, it's basically a plow, a really badass looking plow, by the it's way. It's really cool. Like a small plow. And he has one. He owns one because he lives on this property and they get a lot of snow and he's rich. Okay. So he has this uh, plow all to himself. And he's posted about it. If you follow him on Instagram or TikTok or anything like that, he does that. He he has fun with it. Because this thing goes fast, by the way. This thing is insane. So he was out with that. He was clearing snow. And that's the question mark is what happened? Because he was out of the vehicle. He was out of the plow and he was run over. Is there like a missing e-brake situation? Was there a mechanical failure? Was it a human error that right. led the snow plow to drift? We don't know. So that's what's being, that's that's what we're trying to find out. Um, after he was run over it apparently it ran up his leg and towards his torso, and he lost a lot of blood.
2: Yeah. It's amazing um, how many arteries and veins yeah. run through your legs.
1: So the neighbors that were interviewed, there was a couple of neighbors willing to do interviews, which I also find weird, by the way. But anyway, some neighbors were interviewing, saying that they knew this doctor as well. They're all neighbors. So I'm sure it's like a, a community of people, right, who live in these areas that you get to know each other a little bit. Um, was saying that, yeah, one of, was, one of them was a doctor. So either either heard him cry for help or happened to see it and was out, we don't know. So there's a lot of question marks, of course. But he was airlifted to hospital. He is in critical but stable condition at last check as we record this podcast. And they towed away the uh, snowcat so that they could investigate further as well, just in case there is a failure because someone needs to know about that. Well, again, though, it's
2: amazing how the rumor mill and the broken telephone circulates because the stories that I was reading initially when they weren't releasing any details is that it was the neighbor that ran him over. Oh, boy. And no, I mean, he was clearing the snow. It wasn't the neighbor clearing his no, snow. No,
1: apparently he was by himself at the time. Like he was doing his own thing. The neighbor probably saw it. Now that said, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Or heard it. Eugh. That's the thing is we know what we know. Um, but he, he did, like you said, I mean, thank goodness. There was a, he happened to be a doctor too, to know how to do a tourniquet. Should we all know how to do that? Yes. <laughs> like I feel like that might be an important thing for us if, if you witness something crazy. Well, I want to be able to help.
2: Two stories in one day of how CPR yes. training saved lives. And and the doctor, of course, is trained in CPR, so he could deal with the Jeremy Renner situation. The medical staff in Cincinnati obviously yeah. are pros. It was so smart of them to bring the ambulance right onto the field because, as it turns out, they needed that ambulance mm-hmm. on the field. So I'm glad for the people that are trained. I would just like to have more people trained. Sure. It's almost like maybe they just should just make it part of curriculum in school. You know, everybody just gets a couple days of CPR training.
1: I think so too. It shouldn't just be for those, you know, young kids who want to be babysitters, for example, and have to go through and want to get their certificate to make it the more employable or something. It should be an everybody thing. This is what you have to do in order to pass certain grades. You got to do CPR and we should all have to renew it. We should all be forced to renew it every five years. There are techniques that are updated too. I mean, since I learned CPR when I was what, 11, I took my very first CPR course And since then, of course, so many techniques have changed because I took a CPR course again, like five years ago and so much had changed since then. So yeah, we should be definitely beyond that. I agree.
2: I wasted a fair bit of time over the holidays trying to make it through the Harry and Meghan docu series. And I don't know why I felt like I had to finish watching it, Mm -hmm. but I do feel, uh, uh, I almost felt a little skeezy after I watched it. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like I wasted my time because you were right. There wasn't a whole ton in there. It was a lot of hype and very little payoff. It was a, it seemed kind of like a pity party, to be honest with you.
1: It was a recounting. Like that's how I found. It was a very, very much a recounting. Like, we'd already heard them say these things in their interviews. Like when they sat down with Oprah, for example, that to me was a turning point. That was important. Watching that Oprah interview. Wow. You learned a lot of stuff. Watching the docuseries, I don't feel I learned a lot of stuff, but I feel like it was just a recounting to all the shit that they had previously told Oprah, just with footage. That was the difference, with a lot of footage mixed in and some of their private diaries, which, again, were not shocking in any way, shape, or form.
2: No. It it was weird to me, though. A couple of takeaways that I had from it. I did think it was weird that they were shooting those video diaries Mm -hmm. so early in the relationship. Like, even pre-wedding, they were shooting those. and, And I have to think that that was... Because they knew inevitably there would probably be a a a reason to use that or a place to use it. So there was that. I don't know if I want to hear the other side of the story or if I admire the fact that King Charles and Prince William have not said a word.
1: I think they have. Like, I think they can't. Really? Like, that's a part of being the world. Yes. That's the reason why Harry and Meghan could say something. You cannot do those. They don't do media. They don't do media. They don't sit and do interviews. That's why you never see it. I mean, did you ever see the one Jimmy Fallon? No, it's never fucking going to happen. <laughs> they don't do media, period, the end. That's part of the deal. And Harry talked about that too. Once you're out, which he is, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. They're in it. They can't. Not even a statement to say, hey, what, oh, what's being uh, said here in this documentary right.
2: is one side of the story, but there's others and there's some context missing. So uh, there is more to it. We acknowledge that it's there, but we're not going to have any further comment.
1: But what is it? What do you mean when you say it? Because I found there to be nothing. I found there to be zero. They didn't sit there and say, Charles said this or William did that. See, I found it to be a nothing docuseries. I didn't find any information. So what exactly would they be referencing?
2: The only thing that I can find that even seems semi-scandalous is Harry and Meghan seem hellbent on and so upset that that they were intentionally leaking stories about them. And I don't know how much of that is true, how much of it is a misunderstanding, how much of it just plain leaked out. And we know that that does happen, especially when there's intense scrutiny on a particular couple, which we know there was. I mean, they haven't said it, but there's those loose implications that that uh, William and Kate were very jealous of the attention that Harry and Meghan were getting. Now, they didn't actually say that in the documentary, but yeah. that sort of gets implied. And I'd really like to kind of hear the other side of the story or... I'll just maintain a little bit more respect for the crown for not saying anything at all.
1: Yeah, I think that makes it worse saying something, Scott. See, I think the opposite. I think if they put out a statement, it really does make them seem guilty of doing something. You don't say anything. There's nothing implied. I said, like you said, there was some things maybe you felt were implied, but you can't connect that dot unless you connect that dot. And William and Kate and Turles are not going to connect that dot. Now, what I am curious about is what's in this memoir that Harry has coming out. It's a week today on January 10th. He drops his memoir. That is going to be interesting. And I'm going to keep my eye on 60 Minutes. He's going to be on 60 Minutes. Harry, well, on Sunday night is when it airs. But you know what happens, right? Because it's pre-recorded. They're going to start to leak. I bet you tomorrow, because it's Wednesday tomorrow. They're going to start to leak snippets of this interview. And we're going to hear a little bit more. And that's where the scandal could come into play. Because rumor has it, we'll see, that Harry's memoir actually contains a lot more of that. And Kate gets mentioned a lot in these rumors. Is it all fake, though? Are people faking that this? they're, like, is the press leaking fake shit? Probably. Maybe the memoir is just as, like, meh as the docuseries. I I don't know. It's just a recounting from Harry alone. So, in his side of things... But I think that stuff's going to be omitted from there. I don't think it's going to be a juicy of a memoir as a lot of people are saying it is.
2: Well, one of the things that keeps coming out of this, and Harry was very strategic about the interviews that he's doing leading up to the release of the memoir, Anderson Cooper, 60 minutes. That's a great interview. Good. And I'm sure Anderson will do a great job. Yeah, Yeah. I think
1: it'll be interesting no matter what. But one of the
2: things that is leaking out of that is that, you know, he wants to have a relationship with his brother and his father, or he wants to reconnect. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, phone them. Pick up the phone and call. I don't think that he's been banished from the royal family, but I also don't think that after everything that's happened, they're going to reach out to him at this point, unless it's just to, hey, Harry, uh, put the kids on the phone. I want to wish him a happy birthday, or I want to invite them to my coronation in May. Not you, just the kids. You know, that sort of thing. I don't understand why this is going back and forth through the media and why families can't just be families. If I have a disagreement with my sister, I'm going to phone her. I'm not going to go through you and put a story in what's trending on our radio show. I know.
1: I'm curious about that too. And maybe they have tried to have those private talks before, but this is something that possibly we will learn during this interview. And I hope Anderson Cooper on on Sunday's interview, which is probably happening like today or something, I hope he doesn't go easy on him. And I hope he asks, why don't you just reach out to him? What happened? What's your relationship? Have you texted your brother? What's going on? How do they feel about it? I would love to know those actual details. I don't think we're ever going to hear from William on it. I just don't just because of the whole Royal thing and he's in it. But uh, yeah, I'm curious.
2: All right, everybody, that's time. We did not get a chance to talk about a lot of the different things that I wanted to hear. I I do want to
1: end with my last pet peeve though, if I may, since we are in 2023. Shit, I forgot all about it. This is actually a great way to end it. Okay. So one of my pet peeves when it comes to toward the end of a year and into a new year can't stand it and i heard it all through december in fact Uh, maybe even earlier than december i i don't want you and i can't stand when people think of a year as a new chapter one of the reasons why i don't really do new year's resolutions Uh i can't stand and i've heard it from so many people the the idea and concept of oh thank god 2022 is over welcome 2023 or fuck this year. Can't wait. First of all, just because we're turning that calendar, flipping the calendar, which nobody does anymore, doesn't mean you can't make changes at any point in your life. 2022, that's just what somebody came up with. Somebody way back in the timeline came up with years and months and days and whatever. 2022 is still part of who you are, but you can change things at any time. Just because 2022 is over doesn't mean your bad luck and bad karma and bad shit goes away, but it definitely, like, stop thinking of it that way because it will ruin your entire year. If bad shit happens to you this month, don't take it through all the way through 2023 with you. Like, it's my biggest pet peeve, and I've heard that from a couple of people over the last month, and I stopped them, and I said, why do you say fuck 2022? Well, my dog died in May, and my, you know, my friend got cancer, and I said, okay, but just because it's, a, again, because it's going to be a new year doesn't change any of that. That's still a part of your history. That's a part of what you do. Don't think of it, but be positive, move forward. Yes, it's a new year, but this year, let's end that shit. If, if you want to do anything in 2023, end the, oh, screw 2023 shit. Just make it the best. Make every day the best you can and be positive all the way through.
2: To your point, the new year doesn't have to begin on January 1st. We're in a very, very cyclical society here. Mm-hmm. A new year begins today. A new year will begin tomorrow. Yeah. A new year will begin then. It's it, on you. It doesn't have to go Jan 1st to December yes. 31st. And if
1: you already fucked up a New Year's resolution, guess what? Start fresh tomorrow. Yeah. It's okay. Yes. If you already, if you already said you were going to quit smoking and you smoked today, hey, tomorrow's a brand new chapter for you. It really is. Make it yours. Don't go by the calendar. It bothers me when people do that because I feel like they, they get depressed all the way through. It's a reason to stay sad, mad, and angry for m- days, months, even an entire year, almost for some people don't give in to that thought process because it will fuck you over. And nobody wants that for 2023. I want positive shit for all of you.
2: Totally agree. How do we want to do this? I uh, I forgot. There was one more thing I wanted to mention. We, we, mention? we have new rules in Ontario. We're now pharmacists uh, can write you a script for basic great. common ailments. Fabulous. I know there's some people that want to shit on this and, and, You have your reasons, fine, whatever. I will say, I think the premise is brilliant. I think pharmacists are very underappreciated and misunderstood. And I think pharmacists, in a lot of ways, have a better relationship with their customers. I know my pharmacist, and every time I go in there, he's like, oh, hello, Mr. Fox. Yes, yes. Oh, you have an NSAID allergy. I remember this. Okay, so you can't have this. You can only have that. Stuff like that. I I do have a good relationship with my pharmacist, and I hope most people do if you go to the same place regularly to get your prescriptions. So I think this is good. I think they're qualified to do it, but they've actually got to have people to do it. I went to the Shopper's Drug Mart around the corner from my place the other day, and uh, my pharmacy was closed. Mm-hmm. so I went to the shoppers, and and I think I got a sinus infection or something. Maybe you can hear a little bit of it in in this call, uh, conversation today. He's sick.
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was sick.
2: I, I feel pretty good now. That's good.
1: I'm glad you're feeling better. I wanted to test out
2: this theory, so I, I went up to the pharmacist, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? Listen, I do have a drug allergy, but dealing with something, pretty sure it's a sinus infection. Uh, just wondering what I can take. Number one, they were sold out of everything.
1: Everything. Everything. I know. Tylenol,
2: cold, and sinus? Gun. Nope. No, sir. I mean, you can get lots of arthritis, Tylenol, and all that sort of stuff, but the specific cold and sinus mm-hmm. and stuff like that, it is sold out everywhere. And I thought, okay, well, why don't you just write me a quick prescription here and give me some antibiotics? Because that's I'm almost positive that's what it is. I have every single symptom. And did they? No, because she was a pharmacy a pharmacy tech or a pharmacy assistant.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. There's usually like one pharmacist in the whole place. If that. And that pharmacist was not in the
2: building. Oh no. And if I wanted to see that pharmacist, I had to make an appointment because they were still busy handing out COVID shots and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So it's not quite perfect yet. I hope we get to a level where you can just walk in, go to the counter, talk to the pharmacist and they say, yep, you've got a, I don't know rush here's a prescription go home and if it doesn't improve in three to five days call your family doctor yeah that's what i would like this to be but we're not quite there yet there's still a couple of kinks in the road and for whatever reason a drug shortage i uh, how do we have a problem getting no don't get me started with the shit we're
1: supposed to be wrapping up it pisses me off have
2: a great day everybody (laughs) we'll see you tomorrow with another after nine bye several high profile journalists who have been covering elon musk had their twitter accounts suspended Elon said the journalists were using social media to keep track of what he's doing, or as that's also known, social media. (laughs) You guys see this? A Panera customer went viral on TikTok after she discovered that the chain's charged lemonade drink contains more caffeine than four espressos. Panera was like, well, you're going to need it after eating a mac and cheese bread bowl. (laughs) After a few sips, she was like, "Uh, do you also hear EDM music? Oh, never mind. It's just my heart. (laughs)